Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're very happy tonight to have Brother Kenny Goat Air with us. Uh, I was with them a few months ago. They dedicated a brand new sanctuary. I tell you what I like about the Goat Air brothers. They believe in revival, evangelism, progress. They believe in holiness within, holiness without, and separation from the world. Praise God. We're very happy to have him with us tonight. And we want him to come and to take his liberty and preach the good word of the Lord. Let's worship the Lord as Brother Godair comes. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord praise, everybody. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just lift up the name of the Lord. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's so good to be here tonight, West Coast Conference, this first night, to feel the beautiful presence and the power of God that we feel in this service tonight. Praise God. How many is glad that you're here tonight? Oh, hallelujah. I think it would be good right now if we just all lift our hands and give the Lord some high praise of worship. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I want to say it's so good to be here tonight with Brother Morton, who we love and appreciate. And matter of fact, he is um, one of my favorite preachers, if not. Hallelujah. i got to leave a little bit room for my older brother. Praise God. But uh, I love Brother Morton. I have for many years and uh, preached our dedication back in the spring, and we had a great time. And I uh, just appreciate his ministry, the life that he lives, and what he stands for, and I have for a long, long time. Praise God. I'm glad to be here with you and to be on the schedule of this West Coast Conference with all the different speakers that's going to be preaching. We're looking forward to that. We're going to be here all the way to Saturday, and we're looking for a great time in the Holy Ghost. How many just come to have a good time in the Holy Ghost? Praise God. Hallelujah. Last week, we was uh, uh, part of East Coast Conference. This week, West Coast Conference. So we're getting these coastlines. Praise God. And we had a great East Coast Conference last week. Brother Booker was there preaching one night and just did an awesome job, as he always does. And we had a great East Coast Conference. And uh, just mighty power of God that was felt there and touched many, many people. And we're just thankful for what the Lord is doing. Brother uh, Holmes was there uh, visiting our conference last week in uh, North Carolina. And it's good to be with him. Praise God. And it's good to see friends that's here tonight already that I've seen in the audience. Praise God. Brother Garrett and Brother Yarbrough, we used to, used to be younger men. Praise God. Used to serve together on some youth committees. And it's good to see them here tonight. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand praise right now, everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah. It was uh, quite a few years ago that I was preaching a five-week revival for Pastor McMullen in Moss Bluff, Louisiana. We was there for five weeks. I think it was about the first part of 83. And uh, we had a great time. And it's so good to see Brother McMullen again. We're looking forward to his ministry here tomorrow night. Praise God. He put up with me for five weeks. He felt sorry for me, but he was very kind to me. Praise God. And we appreciate that. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles while you're standing to the book of Judges. Judges chapter 18. And I want to read verse 3, 4, and 19. Judges 3, 4, and 19. When they were by the house of Micah, they knew the voice of the young man, the Levite. And they turned in thither and said unto him, Who brought thee hither? 
And what makest thou in this place? And what hast thou here? He said unto them, Thus and thus dealeth Micah with me, and hath hired me, and I am his priest. Verse 19, They said unto him, Hold thy peace, lay thy hand upon thy mouth, and go with us, and be to us a father and a priest. It is better for thee to be a priest unto the house of one man, or that thou be a priest unto a tribe and a family in Israel. I want you to notice again the first part of verse 19. They said unto him, Hold thy peace, lay thy hand upon thy mouth. I want to use for a thought tonight, and it's got two statements with it. And the first one is, the world says, everybody say, the world says. Shut your mouth, preacher. Everybody saying, the preacher says. I refuse to shut my mouth. Hallelujah. How many's ready to hear the preacher tonight? How many still loves preaching? Let's give the Lord praise and thanks right now for his word, everybody. In the name of Jesus, we praise your holy name, God. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You may be seated. The world says, shut your mouth, preacher. But the preacher says, I refuse to shut my mouth. One translation says, just keep your mouth quiet. Another one says, just kind of put something over it where it will not be so clearly spoken. And so that's the thinking of the world even tonight that we are living in. I still believe that preaching is what saves the person. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've been in this all of my life for 50 years, and I love the apostolic church. I got the Holy Ghost when I was eight years old, and that was 42 years ago, and I never have left it, and I'm not going to, because, friend, this is the best thing on planet Earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. I used to think when I was a teenager after hearing some evangelists come by and preach for my father and go to meetings sometimes and hearing some different preachers, I thought, well, I guess I could never be a preacher or an evangelist because I don't have those kind of testimonies. And they would talk about their drug problems and alcohol problems and and they would talk about living in the, among the, uh, the people in the graveyard and drinking cat's blood and all this kind of stuff and, and running around with demonic spirits and people. And I thought, I don't have a testimony like that. But you know what? One day it dawned on me, I do have a testimony because I don't need none of that. I found something that the world can't give and the world can't take it away. I found something that's real every day of the week. Hallelujah. Oh, we're living in a world tonight where preaching tends to glorify the preacher more than it glorifies God. But I still believe it takes one God, Jesus' name, heaven sent, devil chasing, sidewalk shaking, sea roaring, water boiling, devil defeating, disease dissolving, sin killing, holiness preaching. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that we need preaching today just like it was in the Apostles' Day. Just like it was 50 years ago or 80 years ago. We're not serving a God of the has-beens or the used-to-bees. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is still forever settled in the heavens. Hallelujah. I believe that this is a critical matter tonight that we're talking about. 
because Holy Ghost preaching, I believe, still is the, is the backbone of the apostolic church. Thank God for singing. Thank God for music. Thank God for worship. But that doesn't save nobody. You've got to have a preacher. And he's got to be a God-called preacher. He's got to be sent of God. He's got to be anointed of the Holy Ghost to preach to you the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I believe tonight we must be people of the word of God. I said we must be people of the word of God. In the hallways of my mind tonight, I'm troubled because preaching does not have the preeminence that it used to have in our churches. Hallelujah. I'm still under the impression that preaching is important. That preaching is essential. Somebody said, we had a real good service the other night. I said, how do you qualify that? They said, we didn't even have any preaching. We just shouted the whole service. Well, I'm not against shouting. I believe in shouting. But I'm going to tell you right now, your best service is when somebody opens the word of God and says, thus saith the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I was reading in a book several years ago, and it quoted this person from another country that was not used to the American way sometimes of the religious world that we're surrounded by. And so he said, they called me to come to Atlanta, Georgia, to preach at some kind of a conference. It wasn't an apostolic conference. I was just reading this article. And it said that they, they flew him in, and it was a several-hour trip from another country. And it, he said, and this we're talking about back in the 70s when he was referring to this. He said, my airplane ticket was around $1,000. He said, they brought me in to preach one night. And so, of the conference. He said, I sat there. He said, the service went at 30 minutes, hour, hour and a half, two, two and a half. And he said, just almost all singing and music and singing and music. And he said, then they looked at me and told me I had 15 minutes to preach. He said, I had listened to them sing and play music for two and a half hours. And then they tell me that I got 15 minutes to preach. And he said, I determined right then, that's one of the problems with America. They'd rather be entertained than to be preached to. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. Mark says in chapter 1 and verse 14 that Jesus came preaching. Everybody say preaching. Acts chapter 2, it says Peter Preached, and after he preached, 3,000 people were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 10, it says Peter was preaching, and while he was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. I think that'd be a good thing tonight for the Holy Ghost to hit every one of us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Praise God. Acts chapter 16, it says that Paul and Silas was preaching. Hallelujah. And because of their preaching, there was a man that was stirred and moved. And we had the first report of a jailhouse rocking. Praise God. Because somebody was a preacher of the word of God. Hallelujah. John the Baptist came preaching. And because of that, he lost his head. Because of preaching, the apostle Paul lost his life because he was a preacher of the word of God. Today, we got more preachers that's dying of popularity than we do persecution. But I still believe we need preachers to preach the word of God.
Let's give the Lord praise, everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21, it says that please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It didn't say by foolish preaching. We don't need foolish preaching, but it saves by the foolishness of preaching. What the world says is foolish, God says I like it. What the world says, it doesn't make sense. God says it's going to make sense. It's going to cause the weary to be rested. It's going to cause the lost to be found. It's going to cause the sick to be healed. It's going to cause people at West Coast Conference to have a spiritual turning point. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so... It appears tonight in our world that old-time preaching doesn't have the place that it used to have in this nation. But you know what? Sometimes the spirit of the world tries to find itself in the church house. And we've got to take a stand that there's nothing more important in the church of the living God than Holy Ghost preaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where is the spirit of Elijah that says, how long halt you between two opinions? Hallelujah. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if it's Baal, then follow him. I still believe ever once in a while, somebody's got to say, hold it just a minute. Praise God. How long haunt you between two opinions? The world is playing with your mind, but you got to get in love with God's word. It's still, it's what makes a difference. Praise God. Where is the spirit of Nathan that says thou art the man? Glory to God. Hallelujah. We still need the spirit of Elijah, Nathan, the spirit of Samuel. Praise God that what Samson could not get done with all of his talent, with all of his ability, and with all of his physique of stature, Samuel got it done because he was a praying man. And he was a man that was anointed of God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 37 and verse 17 says, is there not any word from the Lord? Is there not a word from the Lord? And there was the insulting sound of silence. Who silenced the preacher? I said, who silenced the preacher? Somewhere, somehow, at some time, somebody says, preacher, shut your mouth. We don't want another word from the Lord. But I read on a little bit further that Jeremiah says, it feels like fire shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that we know the difference between the word of God and the word of man. We know the difference between the sound of the world and the sound of the church. Somebody told me a few months ago that they had a word for me from the Lord. And I said, okay. So after they told me what it was, I said, that's not of God. And he said, how do you know? Because I said, God don't speak through donkeys no more. That was an Old Testament thing. And he's not working that way now. Praise God. And so we got a lot of people that's hearing a lot of wild things and they're ready to report all kinds of things and all kinds of prophecies. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. I believe what you have, it's got to agree with the Word of God. I believe what you preach must agree with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. The tribe of Dan, it was without homeland, the Bible says. And I read it to you, some scriptures in the chapter there. In their determination 
to secure a home place. They sent out a committee, the Bible says, of five men, and they went out to spy the land, and they were to go and to check it out. And while they were checking it out, they decided to just take it a little bit further. They were asked to go spy out the land because we need a home place. We need a home site for the tribe of Dan. But while they were there, they decided to hire them a preacher that would fit in with their way of thinking, that would fit in to their way of doing, that would fit in to their desires and their dreams and their goals. So what we see is the property committee became the pulpit committee. And I still don't believe that we need people sitting in the audience telling the pastor what he can preach and what he can't preach. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I pastored my first church at the age of 23, I was only there for three or four months. Brother McMullen, when a man came up to me, and since I was raised in that church, I happened to know that he was the biggest tithe payer of the congregation. He was the money person a whole lot of the local assembly. And so after I was pastoring four or five months, he decided to give me some advice on my pastoral way of doing things and maybe also about some funds of the church or whatever. So I looked at him after he got through and I said, Brother Derek, I appreciate what you've had to say, but I said, you know what? You're like all the other men in this church. I said, you're on the advisory committee. And he said, well, I appreciate that. What does that mean? I said, what that mean is when I need your advice, I'll ask for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know what? He got an attitude about that. Yeah. And so for about three months, he sat back in the church with an attitude. But one Sunday night while I was preaching, I saw conviction get a hold of him. And his spirit began to melt. And he hit the altar as soon as I opened it up. And he came to me and apologized and said, I came to you with the wrong spirit and the wrong attitude. I said, I know that. That's the reason why I said what I said. But you know what? Today, he's an apostolic preacher. Hallelujah. You know why? Because he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Praise God. Let me tell you something. This pulpit has got to be free. Your pastor has got to have freedom. Your pulpit has got to preach the word. No. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it's important that we do not have chains and fetters on the pulpit. And so they hired a preacher, the Bible says. And they told him to take care of some things, but just keep quiet. Yeah, I read it to you in verse 19. So in other words... We hired you for a particular job. And so he was told what he could do and what he couldn't do. But you know what? We find out those kind of people, they're always looking for the grass is greener on the other side. Of course, a lot of times we know once you get there, it's astroturf. It's not the real thing. But there's people that's always looking for something a little bit better, something else. And so this man had been hired before, but when they came by to hire him and offer him more, he went with them. That's the way highlands are. They're always looking for a better job, and they're looking for a better place and a bigger crowd. That's the way highlands operate. You ought to thank God you've got a shepherd. I said you ought to thank God you've got a shepherd in your pulpit. Where you localize your family. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. And so we've got enough people sitting around in the pews. 
with their critical spirit. Psalms chapter 1 says, there is a seat of the scornful. I evangelized for four years, and I found out that in most churches I preached at, that there was the seat and somebody was occupied it. That's the sad part about it. It wasn't empty. Somebody was occupying the seat of the scornful. And so they sung too much tonight. The music was too loud tonight. The, uh, the sound system was not right tonight. Who in the world does she think she is singing tonight? Who do they think they are playing that music like that? And so they're always sitting in the seat of the scornful. And they're always nitpicking and fault finding and criticizing. And then they wonder why they don't have a move of the Holy Ghost in their life and in their family. Let me tell you something, friend. It's time to get loose from that spirit and say, I come into the house to praise him. I come into the house to worship him and to receive a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some people, they don't want to hear that the wages of sin is death. They want a preacher that they can control. A preacher that's compromised by his own compromises. Some really nilly, fruity tooty, weak need preacher. That's right. Oh, he's good at shaking hands and he's good at eating chicken. But let me tell you something. He's got the guts of a mouse and the morals of a cockroach. How do you end up saying, shut your mouth, preacher. Just look good and we'll pay you good. But let me tell you something. We've lived to see the day when preachers of Satan are paid more to say less. Are you hearing me? I said we've lived to see the day when preachers are paid more to say less. But we still need a thus saith the Lord. We still need preachers that's red hot from the prayer room, from the fasting, and say, I got a word from the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember several years ago preaching in a particular state. A long way from here. It was a youth convention. And so it just so happened that night, and I don't do it often, but uh, I, I hit the spirit of homosexuality. You know? And so I just, I told him, I said, a guy walked up to me, and, and uh, I began to talk to him. After I had preached one night, and he looked at me and he said, I can't help the way I am, I was born like this. And I said, well, you need to get born again. Praise God. Because I still believe if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. Our doors are open for whosoever will. Let them come. But when they come and the Holy Ghost gets a hold of them, the homosexuality will have to go. The adultery spirits will have to go. The fornication spirits will have to go. Pornography will have to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when I got through preaching that night, and was back at the place where some of the preachers were fellowshipping. One preacher friend of mine in that state told me quietly, he said, you probably won't be coming back here to preach anymore. And I said, why is that? He said, you made some of them uncomfortable tonight with some of the statements that you made. And I said, well, that's all right. Because if they want to cater to that spirit, and pet that spirit, I don't want to come back. Praise God. There's some things we just don't play with. There's some things we don't tiptoe around. I don't care if the country of Sweden just asked all the churches in Sweden not to preach from Romans 1. But I still believe Romans 1 is a part of the book. I said, I still believe that Romans 1 is a part of your Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, repent ye, 
for the kingdom of God is at hand. The Bible doesn't tell us about pulpit committees and church boards that run the church and tell the preacher what he can say and what he can't say. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says, I will give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah, that's what God says. I will give you pastors or I will give you shepherds according to my heart that will feed you knowledge and understanding. I've come to tell this West Coast Conference that the best person in your life is your preacher and preaches to you the word of God. He's better than the doctor. He's better than the lawyer. He's better than any ball player. He's better than any movie star. He's better than the banker. He's better than the person that hires you to work on your job. Nobody is like the preacher that loves your soul. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something else that that changed my life. After 23 years old, when I was pastoring, the same church, man came in, got baptized, got the Holy Ghost. And so he walked up to me, Brother Booker, after he was there for three or four weeks. I'm 23. He's in his 60s. Okay? He walked up to me and he says, the pastor just between me and you, he said, my life is in your hands. He said, I've been a hard worker all my life. But he said, I'm totally uneducated. He said, I can't read and I can't write. So he said, I can't can't follow you in the word. And so he said, if you preach it to me wrong, he said, I won't know whether it's wrong or right. He said, my life is in your hands. It's up to you. He said, whether I'm right or wrong, whether I go to hell or go to heaven. Because he said, I tell you how sincere I am. He said, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. Whatever you preach to me across that pulpit, I'm going to do my best to live it. Praise God. Hallelujah. My life is in your hands. Praise God. And the last year that I was there pastoring, I got a telephone call. Two o'clock in the morning. And his daughter says, Brother Godair, said, Pop is dying. Pop is dying. Can you come? And I got there to the, at the house in just a few minutes. And so I walked into his bedroom, and I could feel death in the room. And so I said, Brother White, pastor's here. I come to pray with you. He looked up at me, Brother Garrett, and he said, everything's all right between me and the Lord. And I said, well, let me just have a prayer, and the family's there. And he said, that's great. And so after I prayed with him, he said, Pastor, he said, would you mind if I just put my head over on your chest? He said, I want to die close to the heart of my pastor. 25 years old. And he laid his head over on my chest that that day. And he took his last breath with his head on my chest. I want to die close to the heart of my pastor. My God. Hallelujah. I've come to tell you, friend, you ought to be thankful every day for the person that cares for your soul. You ought to be thankful every day for the person that preaches to you the word of the Lord. You ought to be thankful every day for the person that will preach the whole truth and nothing but the truth to you. The one that loves you, the one that loves your children and loves your grandchildren enough to preach them the word of the Lord. Let's give the Lord praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you are against the preacher tonight, let me just put it this way. You're messing with your blessing. I said, if you are against your preacher tonight, 
you are messing with your blessing because you will never be what you need to be until you submit yourself to the word of the Lord, until you get a shepherd in your life and say, here I am. I want to do my best to please God. I want to have the heart of the pulpit. Glory. Hallelujah. And this is still the pulpit. And we're trying to pull people every service out of the pit. I said, we're trying to pull people every service out of the pit. Somebody say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Melvin walked into our storefront building when we started our church. And uh, he felt the spirit of the Lord. Three or four days later, he called me. And he said, uh, pastor, he said, he called me at 7 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and I could tell when I was talking to him, he was intoxicated. And so he said, I'm downtown. He said, would you come and pray for me? He said, I need help. Well, when you're a home missionary pastor, you'll do anything. You'll go anywhere, anytime, any day, any hour. And it don't matter whether they're drunk, sober, drugged up, high or low. Praise God. You're, you're, you're just looking for somebody to occupy a pew or chair. We had 24 chairs then. And, uh, and so I went down there. And when he got in my car... Right after he got in my car, he regurgitated all over the front seat, floorboard of the car. I was a couple of blocks away from the storefront, and so we went there. We went inside. And so I started talking to him. And then I laid hands on him and started praying with him. And Brother Morton, while I was praying with him, old Melvin started sobering up. I saw it happening. I saw it coming. He started sobering up. He was, he was loaded when I picked him up. He started sobering up. And I kept on praying. Well, that's kind of like Ezekiel. Hallelujah. First his bones, but now I believe something's going to happen. Praise God. I believe something's working. Hallelujah. And so I kept on praying. And he kept on praying with me. And the Holy Ghost got a hold of him. And the following week, I started teaching him a Bible study. He got baptized. He got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Two days later, he was at work, and somebody came up to him, and they said, Melvin, you seem like a different person. He said, I am. They said, what's happened to you? He said, I went down that Pentecostal church on Davis Street, that storefront building church, just getting going down there. And he said, I went there, and he said, man, something got a hold of me. It's changed my life. And they said, Melvin, this was a Trinitarian Pentecostal person he was talking to. They looked at him. They said, Melvin, that church is of the devil. That church is caught Jesus only. It's of the devil. Now, he looked at them. He said, now, the first thing, Jesus only, the cult, he said, I don't know what that means. He said, I'm not too much in religion. But he said, now, when you told me it was of the devil, he said, that's when I knew you was wrong. Because he said, I'm 28 years old, and I've been living with a devil my whole life. I hadn't had a sober breath in years. He said, I'm telling you, I'm not with the devil anymore. He said, I got out of that room, I got out of that bed, and I've been changed. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm preaching about? How many's glad you've been changed? I've been newborn. My life's been rearranged. What a difference it makes when the Lord came to stay in my heart. Yes, I've been changed. I've been changed. The book of Psalms 105 verse 15. It says, touch my, not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. Peter and John, we read in the book of Acts, were put in jail. They made a statement. They said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Man may want us to shut our mouth. And man may say, we don't want you to preach anymore. The world may say, don't preach on these streets anymore. The world may say, you got to close your mouth. But Peter and John says, we're not going to close our mouth. Hallelujah. We're going to obey God rather than man. Praise God. 
Paul told Timothy, he said, preach the word in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time's coming when they will not endure sound doctrine, but just keep on preaching. Just keep on preaching. Just keep on preaching. Hallelujah. Preaching was designed of God to make a difference in people's lives. Hallelujah. We talk about the gospel as good news. Well, it's only good news if you hear it in time. Are you hearing me? I said the gospel is only good news to you if you hear it in time and obey it in time. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I still believe that along with love and truth, we need to love people. Praise God. I said along with love and truth, we need to love people. I believe every soul is precious. I said I believe every soul is precious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so David and his wife Walked into our church. We was probably about four years in. Into our church starting with zero. And so they walked in. We probably at that time had about, I don't know, 50, 60 people coming. And uh, some of them were saints. Most of them wasn't. But we was working on it. Hallelujah. It takes a while sometimes to build a church. Praise God. And so David and his wife Cheryl walked in with our two girls. And so... We was having service. I could tell that David and Cheryl was not used to a Pentecostal service. It was obvious. And they was watching everything. And they was, their head was just going back and forth. And they was observing everything. And so when the service was over, I went to the only door that the church had. And to shake people's hands as they left. And so David and Cheryl walked by. David was about six foot four and looked like he uh, was a weightlifter and he was big and bad looking. He was stout. He was strong. Cheryl was a lot smaller. Lady, just nice lady. And so I shook their hand. And when I looked up at David, I asked him something that I normally don't ask visitors. I said, what did you think about our service tonight? He looks at his wife. He looks back at me. And he said, I liked it. Just like that. I liked it. I said, well, that's good. I said, what did you like about it? He looks back at Cheryl. He said, I'll tell you what I like about it. He said, men look like men. And women look like women. And he said, I told Cheryl right ago, this would be a good place for me and you and the two girls. Hey, we need to be in a church like this, praise God, where people know what they're doing and knows what they're standing for. Let me tell you something, friend. I believe whether it's the West Coast or the East Coast, we need people that loves the word, that loves the truth, and loves holiness. Oh, hallelujah. 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 And I realize tonight the reason why I'm here, because less than two years ago, I walked by the casket of my father, 85 years old, preached until six months before he passed away, pastored till he was 80 years old, and he was the hero of my life great man of God. And so when I went by and looked at him the last time, I was so thankful that I had a father who was a preacher that preached to me the word of the Lord. And he looked at me and he said, son, he said, this has got to be more than an inherited religion. He said, I appreciate that you like what I preach and you try to live what I preach and, and you're trying to do what's right. But he said, you got to get this in your heart, son. You got to get this in your heart. It's got to be more than just an inherited religion. You just can't make it on daddy's experience alone. 
You just can't make it on mama's experience alone. Hallelujah. And I was blessed with a preaching daddy and a praying mama. And when you got a preaching daddy and a praying mama, that's a winning combination. Praise God. And friend, they love souls and they love people and they preach the word and they never changed in my entire life. They stayed the same and they gave me stability and they gave me a love for God and they helped give me a love for the church and a love for the truth. And let me tell you something. I realized tonight I'm standing on the shoulders of somebody else, but everybody needs a preacher. I said, everybody needs a preacher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was at youth camp one day and God Rome, brother God Rome, elder God Rome from St. Louis walked up to me at youth camp and I was about 14 years old and he said, Kenny, he said, can I talk to you just a few minutes? And I said, yes, sir. And so he called me off to the side and he said, and he said, your daddy is a great man. He's pastored for many years in this state. He has served in district official in a few years in our state. He said, you got a brother, Johnny, he said, that has uh, preached all over this nation, highly respected and thought of. But he said, he looked at me, he looked at me, pointed his finger right at me. He said, Kenny, you got to get a walk with God for yourself. You got to get a walk with God for yourself. And when he said you got to get a walk with God for yourself. I noticed a tear was flowing down his cheek right over here. And another one was f- coming down. And, and I just fell on my knees right there on the grounds of the, of the camp. And I said, Brother Rome, I said, lay hands on me. I said, pray for me. Because I want a walk with God for myself. Hallelujah. He laid hands on me, prayed for me, and I felt something that day. Hallelujah, come over me. And I was never the same again. Praise God. Something touched me that day afresh. And I got a love for this. And a love for God. Hallelujah, a love for truth. Oh, yes. And something began to work in my life. And when I was about 19 years old and I was preaching revivals, my telephone rung. And I picked it up. And it was Brother Guy Rome. And he said, Brother Kenny, he said, when could you come and preach me a revival? Praise God. And you know what? I knew then that he believed I had a walk with God for myself. Or he wouldn't be asking me to preach to his congregation. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I felt so good that day when I walked there and he introduced me to preach to his people. Let me tell you something. Thank God for a preacher. I said, thank God for a preacher. Let me tell you young people something. Get close to your preacher. I said, young people, get close to your preacher. Hey, men and women, get close to the preacher. Let's all stand right now. Let's lift our hands and give the Lord praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 I read the other day a little article, and it said this. It says that every man, every man has a price. That if the price is right, that every man will sell out. At some place, at some time, if the price is right. And we've lived to see the day when it seems like that people seem to have cash registers for a heart. And dollar signs in their eyeballs. But you know what? God's always had a holy nucleus who were not for sale. I said, who were not for sale. Hallelujah. I still believe that we have the spirit of Naboth here. They will look at the king. Hallelujah. And say, I am not for sale. And my vineyard is not 
for sale. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Commitment and faithfulness has become foreign words in today's vocabulary. But let me tell you something. We still need some people that says, I am not for sale, world. I am not for sale to the highest bidder. Hallelujah. 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 I called a preacher two days ago that I've been close to my entire life. And I called him, talked to him a little bit, and I said, I just want to tell you, I don't believe in talking behind your back. I want to tell you, I'm disappointed in the magazine that I just received from you and what you're doing now, the people that you've got preaching in your church. I said, did you know that that person does not even believe anymore that you got to be baptized in Jesus' name to be saved. I said, that person is running and hobnobbing with the Trinitarians of this world. And I said, I don't care how big a crowd he's got and how many books he's written. I said, let me tell you something. I said, you're headed in the wrong direction quick. And I said, I'm very, very scared for your life. That's right. Let me tell you something, friend. It's no time to sell out to this world. Hallelujah. I said, it's no time to sell out to this world. Oh, yes. And I realized that the devil is a merchandiser. And he's always trying to strike a deal with you. And he's always trying to make something seem better than what it is. And he's always trying to get your eyes on something else. And he keeps on trying to work on you to get you to give in, to surrender. But let me tell you, I believe here tonight at this West Coast Conference, we are not going to be a traitor to our heritage. We're not going to be a traitor to the truth of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's keep the infection of compromise out of our lives. Let's keep the infection of compromise out of our churches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your shepherd is still a watchman on the wall. And he's still a spiritual guardian for your soul. And you must have a preacher. Hallelujah. And it's got to be more than just a pass-me-down thing. But it must be an experience in your heart. Hallelujah. Because what we obtain cheaply, we will esteem lightly. But friend, we got to do more than admire him. But we got to adore him. And say, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and love him right now. Let's give the Lord praise, everybody in the house. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's love him, let's love him, let's love him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to say this as a final statement. They looked at Martin Luther King one day and they asked him, they said, what you're doing and your involvement is going to probably cost you your life one of these days. He looked back at them he made the statement. He said, if you haven't found something that's worth dying for, he said, you haven't found anything that's worth living for. If you haven't found something that's worth dying for, you haven't found something that's worth living for. How many loves this truth? I said, how many loves this truth? How many loves this truth? 
I don't care what your brother's doing. I don't care what your sister's doing. I don't care what your mama's doing, what your daddy's doing. I don't care what the church down the street's doing or the next town's doing. Hallelujah. Do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love it? Preacher, preach to me. Preacher, preach to me. Hallelujah, don't hold back, preacher. Don't worry about my feelings. Don't worry about stepping on my toes. Don't worry about offending me or my family. Preacher, preach to me. Preach to me with a clear and certain sound. Let's give the Lord praise, everybody in the house. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I wonder tonight, would it be okay on this first night if we'd asked every preacher to just come and stand across the front of this auditorium, every preacher in the house, hallelujah, would you just come and stand across the front of this auditorium? How many preachers do we have here tonight? Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you're not ashamed of your call, you're not ashamed of what you preach. Hallelujah. Let's come and stand across the front of this place. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't this great? Isn't this beautiful? Oh, hallelujah. They're coming. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Look at this. This is awesome. Praise God. Brother Martin, I've seen preachers come and I've seen preachers go in my lifetime. I've seen some of them that used to preach some of the most convicting messages and preach messages that would move and stir. And I've seen them take stands, but I've seen some of those same people turn back on this and walk away from it. But I stand here tonight, and you stand here tonight, and we're here by choice and not by accident. Hallelujah. And I appreciate every preacher that's in this place tonight. Hallelujah. That's taking a stand for righteousness and truth. Praise God. Anybody else feel that way? Hallelujah. And we saw very vividly in the last day or two how political people come and they go. They hold offices and they leave. Presidents come and they go. Business people come and they go. But I want to tell you something. There's nobody more important in your life than a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I wonder how many saints right now in this place will just put your hands out towards the ministry right now and say, I want to pray for you right now because I need you and I need the word of God. Preacher, preach to me. Preacher, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, I need you. I need you. I got to have you. Oh, we don't need compromisers. We don't need playboys in the pulpits. We don't need hirelings in the pulpit. It's always looking for something else. But we need preachers that love the truth and love souls. And we'll try to fill every empty spot, every pew, and every empty Sunday school classroom with souls. Hallelujah. We gotta have Holy Ghost revival, Jesus name revival, devil chasing revival. Holiness living revival. Gotta have it. We gotta have it. We can't live without it. Can't make it without it. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every preacher, just lay your hand on another preacher. Let's pray for one another right now. Every saint of God, just lay your hand over on another saint if it's proper, if it's appropriate. Hallelujah. Let's pray right now. Let's pray in this place.